0: Hey y'all, you're listening to Damsels in Detroit, the podcast all about women from the city that are killing it in their industries. I'm your host, Evan Webb. Each week, I invite a damsel to come on and talk with me about their life, careers, and why Detroit girls do it better. Hey y'all, we're back with another episode of Damsels in Detroit. This is episode 59. Yay, we're almost at 60. That's exciting. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about a lot of stuff. I feel like Manifesting is the word that I want to use today Um, So I'm sitting here with Lanasia Angelina Um, She's a certified life coach and NLP practitioner So of course I'm going to read her bio before we get into our questions So let's get it started Linasia Angelina is a certified life coach and NLP practitioner Who is dedicated to helping people change their trajectories Laneja has over a decade of experience in the nonprofit world, and with that experience, she's learned that the work is continual. Each level you reach in life will require a new version of yourself and a new approach to success. Her philosophy, everything you need is already within you, empowers her coaching clients to achieve more success in their careers, foster healthier relationships, and experience greater fulfillment in every aspect of their lives.
1: Hello hey how are you thank you so much for having me oh, i am God.
0: recovering my voice you guys i had a
1: had a little uh hash brown catastrophe in the parking lots but we are making it do what it do does. Okay. does it sound super awful no okay. it's
0: giving like brandy
1: yes brandy. Okay, it's cool.
0: giving brandy it's giving quiet storm <laughs> on 107.5 <laughs> or I'm jlb with i mean
1: when it's late
0: yes nobody when ever remembers I that jingle <laughs> And it's time to come. Yes. I used to. Oh my gosh! I like break out singing it sometimes because it's it was such a good uh, listen. What a time! I we'll
1: never. What a time! What a freaking time!
0: What a time! Um. Okay. Well, I am ready to get started. Let's do hard. it okay. So, I have like I'm just always very curious about life coaching because I feel like it like teeters the line of therapy, but Don't know that it's exactly the same. And I did have a therapist on the show. um, And I think she mentioned something about a life coach. And I did ask her. But right now I can't remember what her answer was. But we'll get into that. But my first question um, is, can you talk about your journey to wanting to become a life coach? Like, what got you to this point?
1: Yeah, um, that's such a loaded question. Mm -hmm. It's like the journey, you think about so many Moving parts, right. you know? Uh, but what I'll say is I, I got my start of just, well, when I really started to, when I can, I can think back, I didn't know at the time, but when I think back, um, you know, look back over my life and I, people ask me, when did you know that you were who you were? Because mm-hmm. one thing about life coaching is it, it wasn't necessarily that I chose the profession, right? but I chose the lifestyle. So that's what led me to do the work. Okay. And when I think about uh, the first time I ever really chose for myself to really rise, get up, uh, was my first heartbreak. Mm-hmm. I was 19. I was going to school part-time. I was working part-time. And I was crying over my boyfriend. Like, we had just broke up. We've all had.
0: Okay. All had that one. It was, like, <laughs> devastating.
1: Like, the end of the world. Yeah. And at that time, I think I cried for like three days straight. Like, let me tell you, it was so bad. I was like throwing up. It was awful. oh no! Yes, I was sick, sick. Okay, this is my first love, first heartbreak. Oh, we got back no. together like twenty times, but I'm screaming. What I mean? But anyway, <laughs> first heartbreak, and after crying for like three days, I was like, okay, so. You what just now? gonna keep crying, right. or you gonna do something? So I was like, okay, well, if I have time to cry, I must have time to do something productive. Mm-hmm. So I started to volunteer at the Boys and Girls Club. Okay, I said, cool. I can spend these hours volunteering instead of crying. Mm-hmm. And that journey uh, led me into uh, starting my nonprofit for girls. Okay, um, four years later, so I volunteered and I worked there, and I grew this love for these. Young women that I was working with, because although I was like helping them dance and step, I recognized that it wasn't just about the choreography. Mm -hmm. It was so much deeper than that. So like we developed a sisterhood, you know, with these young ladies. We were like working on their Mm self-esteem. And that's what birthed the Pretty Girl campaign. And after uh, almost eight years of operating in the Pretty Girl campaign um, with partnerships with Boys and Girls Clubs, Uh, DPS high schools, Mm -hmm. we impacted the lives of over 2,000 girls. Wow. um, Helping them to really just establish a foundation of self-esteem so that they could become better within every other aspect of their lives.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But to get to the coaching part, when I was doing that work with the young ladies, and like in my bio it says the work was continual, Mm I had parents like reaching out to me. I had other people who wanted to start businesses like, wow, you've been able to Mm -hmm. have this organization the successful organization like what do we do Mm -hmm. so even those people I sat down I thought I was gonna be a business coach right Mm -hmm. girl first of all (laughs) I was gonna be a business coach and I'm like helping people I'm like getting people you know 501c3 yeah and what I even realized with them was it was not just the doing they needed to become something right so You know, at 19, I made a decision to become this resilient person, Mm -hmm. the young ladies that I was working with. You know, it wasn't about the doing, it was about the becoming. And then these business owners were coming to me for support and I was more focused on who they were personally. Right. Because it was like, if you could just focus on your personal development, then the other things are not really your problem the Mm -hmm. way that you think they are. So, uh, actually, someone from my church invited me. She was a life coach. I Mm -hmm. had never even known about life coaching. Mm -hmm. She came. She was from my church. Her name was Latoya Early. I got my first certification from Chase Great Enterprises. Okay. And we sat down. No, it was Joe. I sat down with first. And we talked. I met her at her office. And, like, two weeks later, I was signed up for coaching. Nice. So, hopefully, that's not too long of a story. But (laughs) what got me into this work was... Uh, really just always having a broader perspective and wanting more and working on my own personal development mm-hmm. and then seeing that other people uh, had a need for that as well.
0: Right. I love that you were able to help some younger. I feel like that, that matters so much because, oh like, You have to get them when they're younger because you don't want them to be like in their late teens and 20s and just totally clueless and can't really look back and not think of anyone that really had like a positive impact on their life. Mm -hmm. Like that is freaky to think about. But that's the reality for some people. Absolutely. So being able to like create an environment and like be a good representation is amazing.
1: When I tell you it was the most fulfilling work. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm fulfilled now but just in a different space. Right. But man, it's a thing, it's thankless work being mm-hmm. in the nonprofit world, especially since you're doing a lot of seed sowing and you may not ever see it, the the impact right. of what you're doing, but man, it's always those little glimmers. Yeah. You know, of like, man, I'm like these girls are really taking heed, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 also Taking those things to their community. Right. You know, because everyone couldn't be a part of the program. Mm-hmm. You know, some people couldn't even go to school because they had their mama's kids to take care of. Exactly. You know, so just knowing that you're going to be a part in someone else's, you know, like mm-hmm. journey to success. Someone you've never even met. Right. It, it's beautiful.
0: Amazing. So, okay. Okay. I mentioned how I think that some people get life coaching and therapy confused. So for you, what would you say that the difference is, or if are there any, what, what are like the main takeaways from both?
1: Yes. That's my favorite question Mm -hmm. actually, because I always want people to know what they're getting into Mm -hmm. when they're working with me. So just so you know, if you are here for therapy, you have made the wrong term. <laughs> um, it, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. And I even have a disclaimer, like, in my contract, like, I'm mm-hmm. not a therapist. Uh, because therapy is very important work. Right. I to first say that. And coaching is also very important work. But the main difference that I like to say it's is simple, is therapy is looking back and coaching is looking forward. Okay. So in the work that I do, we are focused on always progressing, Mm -hmm. always moving you forward. It's not a lot of processing. We'll glimpse back. So there are elements of therapy. There are elements of consulting. But... Um, and I also want to throw consulting into that mix because I feel like people get that confused too. Okay. So therapy is more so processing emotions. Mm-hmm. Life coaching is implementing practical steps. Okay. And then consulting is giving you advice. And the distinct differences between consulting and coaching is consulting is I'm the expert telling you what to do. Right. Coaching is you're the expert and I'm just guiding you to the answers that you already have. Okay. You just have a blind spot. Okay. So I hope that answers. Your that question. does. That's a good
0: way to put it. Because I don't think, like I said, I'm trying to remember um, the conversation I had with the therapist, and I don't know if she touched on the, like, of course, I think people know what therapy you are, kind of processing things, Mm -hmm. like, from childhood and stuff like that, but I don't think we touched too much on life coaching. Yeah. Um, so I like that you put, put it that way. Cause it does, that makes more sense yeah, to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I actually know quite a few therapists, actually two coaches within my agency are licensed therapists. Mm-hmm. A lot of therapists are actually getting certified as life coaches okay. because they're like, man, it's because they have such heart for the people. right? And they're like, in this work, there is a lot of processing. There is a lot of looking mm-hmm. back and I I want to get my clients moving forward a little bit more. Than. Yeah. So I have talked to quite a few. My personal therapist is also mm-hmm. my coach. So I do love, I mean, I like the world's merging. I think Yeah. We need support on all fronts. Okay, mm-hmm. this world is crazy. Yeah.
0: It, it's pretty nuts. Yes. <laughs> Every day I wake up and I'm like, okay, what's going to happen today? Like, what's going on? Right. But yeah. But now, now it makes me think that, like, first you should do therapy, then you should see a life coach, then you should do consulting. It kind of seems like yeah, it's like like steps, like stepping stools. A
1: progression. Yeah. And also there's different stages in your life too. Mm-hmm. Um, many people that I worked with, you know, they would come to me and they would say, I've been in therapy for 15 years and I got way more from you in six months. And it was unfortunate to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Also, it was like, okay, what can we do to kind of let these therapists know that this is not what the clients want anymore. Things have changed. They actually want to be empowered. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's extremely important. And also, like, there's different stages. Sometimes you will need a therapist. Like, there's always a new level. Right. New experience. New comfort zone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, new uh, discomfort zone, rather, Mm -hmm. that we have to step into. So... I think that therapy is effective. It only becomes problematic when nothing's moving forward, when Mm -hmm. nothing's changing, when there's a lot of stagnation. And I do feel like people have experienced that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I feel like that, I don't know. I feel like that depends on the person too. Like Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm pretty big on like, okay, we can complain for a minute, mm-hmm. but like, what are we about to do, like, we have to do, we need to take some action items or, you know, like, mm-hmm. I just try to be more solution oriented. Exactly. Um, and I know like everybody is not that way. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it, I feel like that could be like a case by case, but
1: yeah, I, th- I agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah um so i was looking on your cute website okay and <laughs> i just
1: updated it so i just got a new one
0: it's so nice um shout out to
1: asia AK brand oh she's your girl site.
0: yes i love when people know how to do stuff like that because i'm like you're so talented <laughs> <laughs> and everybody needs a website so it's like yes. the perfect job to have she will give you the whole brand experience okay oh, love. it's
1: more than just a site
0: love <laughs> Um, so you have a four step process of yes. realization, intention, strategy and execution to mm-hmm. help your clients get to the next level. So can you talk more about that process? Like what are we doing at every stage of the four step process?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So uh, <laughs> my company, my agency mm-hmm. is called Rise Coaching. OK, so the framework that we use um, as a collective, excuse me, it's uh, very basic. It's uh, realization, intention, strategy and execution. And realization, that's the stage where we focus on shifting the paradigm. So identifying first what the problems are that you have. Mm -hmm. The main problem uh, that I find with most people is that they're tackling this surface level issue. Like It's not that they don't have the willpower. They're like, I'm trying. Mm -hmm. I'm doing my best. But the surface level issue that they're trying to attack is not the problem. OK, We got to go deeper okay. and ask the right questions to realize what's actually stopping you, what's actually hindering you. Because most people will, I always say, um, an example just to kind of simplify it for everyone listening would be procrastination. Mm-hmm. People often talk about procrastination. Don't procrast- drag me. And they laugh at it. So you smile me. like, oh, girl. And they laugh. They go, I'm a procrastinator. I'm a procrastinator. Okay, cool. People think that procrastination is the problem. Mm -hmm. Procrastination is the symptom. Okay. Procrastination is what happens when you are experiencing something, a deeper belief Mm -hmm. that is unaddressed and unresolved. Okay. So it could be, I'm not deserving of this opportunity, so I'm not doing what it takes Mm -hmm. to actually get there. I'm self-sabotaging. Right. Right. Or I've had a traumatic experience in the past, so I'm actually experiencing a little bit of anxiety Mm -hmm. that's stopping me. But how will we know if we're not actually getting down to the root of that belief? Right. Because that procrastination, no matter how many planners you buy, Mm -hmm. you're going to keep procrastinating if you do not address the root of that procrastination, which Mm -hmm. is the symptom. Okay. So that's the realization. Now you
0: got me thinking, like, why do I do this? That
1: Mm -hmm. is the most important question you will ever ask. Okay. Actually, any question that you ask, Mm -hmm. which I'll touch on a little bit later when we get to that. Simply, life is not about knowing everything. It's about asking the right questions. Mm -hmm. And yes, that applies to being in school and being with friends and creating that intimacy to get to know someone asking the right questions. How often are we asking ourselves questions? Mm -hmm. And that's what the balance book is. It's 21 days of asking questions. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is I actually had a consultation yesterday. She's now a client. I hey. uh, had a consultation yesterday, and she she was a master question asker. Okay. And I asked her, "How often do you answer those questions?" Mm. Okay. And we'll do things like that. <laughs> why am I this way? And then we'll just stop right there. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? Answer. Mm-hmm. And then when you get that answer, you want to ask why. Okay. So why am I a procrastinator? Um, well, I don't really know which way to go. Okay. Why do I not know which way to go? Mm -hmm. Oh, because I haven't actually done any research. Oh, why haven't I done any research? Okay. So you see how you actually get to the real problem when you ask those questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, But moving along, I'm getting (laughs) sidetracked. Intention. (laughs) Intention is the I. And rising, that's where we shift the, we shift the, Pathway, shift the focus because it's extremely important that before you are able to manifest these things, mm-hmm. that you see yourself in that place. You have to visualize yourself becoming this person, being this thing, mm-hmm. that this is you, because where the focus goes, the energy flows. Right. So all of your energy and efforts have to be flowing in the direction of your desired outcome. Mm-hmm. So that's what we focus on in the intention stage. And then we get to those practical steps, which people want to do that perks. they They're like, I'm gonna buy the journal, yeah. I'm gonna hire a coach, I'm gonna get the logo, <laughs> I'm gonna start the business. Like, no, you're Like right, Right
0: to go back to the R. Relax.
1: <laughs> yes. So that's where we are shifting your process. Okay. Most people have a process. Not most people. Everybody mm-hmm. has a process of thinking, a process of behaving, a process. Everything that we do is a process. It's habitual. Mm-hmm. We are habitual creatures. Mm-hmm. What we're doing in that stage is we're shifting the way that you do everything. Okay. We shift the way you think. We shift the way that you take action. We shift the way that you respond to challenges. And eventually your execution stage is where your progress starts to shift. So simply put, realization, intention, strategy, execution. Although it is in that order, it could show up. We could have a session where it's four four realizations. Okay. You're like four aha moments. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, we uncovered so much. And then one session's like so much. Like tactical stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's no in no particular order. But this is the foundation of everything that we do. And when you think about it, that's how you're doing things anyway. Mm -hmm. You're realizing what you want. You're setting your intention on it. Think about something as simple as a purse. Mm, I need that person. I'm gonna go keep with that little dress.
0: Okay, cool. So I'm
1: setting my intention on it. Okay, cool. Now I'm actually doing something. You know, like strategizing, strategizing my outfit. Exactly. And then I execute it. Yeah. So it's it's as simple as that. We're doing it that way anyway. So mm-hmm. it's not a we're not taking people outside of their normal way of doing things. We're just showing them how it applies to how. You can change your entire life, mm-hmm. you know. So, okay. that's it.
0: And I feel a little um uh crazy because I'm just now realizing that it was an acronym this whole time. Oh, yes, rise. So, when you said rise, <laughs> and when then when you said, and now we're on the i, I'm like, hold on. And I looked at my notes and I was like, oh, <laughs> yes, you're so funny. <laughs>
1: Like, she's so smart, so clever. Oh, think yeah.
0: So would you say life coaching is a continual thing, or do you feel like, and again, this might be case by mm-hmm. case, but do you feel like, okay, within three months, six months, mm-hmm. if you really work at this and, like, implement these four tactics, mm-hmm. um you'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, that's a wonderful question Mm -hmm. in the work that I do in particular, uh, with mindset coaching, with, um, like shifting your paradigms, Mm -hmm. the number one indicator that we have achieved success is long-term sustainable change. Mm -hmm. So we, I want to empower you to be able to trust your own decision-making. I want to empower you to be able to take these tools with you so that you can go birdie fly. Now I do have a retainer option, so my original service is three months because mm-hmm. I believe that that's a reasonable time. People say like twenty one days to form a habit, it's right? Much longer than that, but that's a whole other conversation. yeah. I know.
0: I thought it was like forty something.
1: Yeah, it's, it's I've heard sixty. I've heard I've heard so many things. Mm-hmm. It's case by case. Yeah.
0: Let's but say a hundred.
1: Yeah, let's just say like, let's just say like a hundred. So hundred days. So you're working with me for 90. So I do, I do work with people for 90, um, on a very like granular, it's mm-hmm. a very granular process in the beginning. And then they have like a more of a lenient retainer option where it's like, if you need me, call me, Okay, you have me available to you throughout the month for support. Because okay. the thing is, is that practice of asking questions instead of getting advice. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people do need that longer term condition because it's conditioning. We're conditioned right. to think the way that we think, to respond to life in the way that we respond. So if you are 40 years old and you start working with me, you think it's going to take 40 days for you to get yeah, over that? Yeah, you've been
0: stuck in your ways for a long time no. 100%.
1: <laughs> now, the, the number one thing is your awareness will be extremely heightened okay. after working with me. So you will notice some things but then also when you level up there is a new there's a whole new experience of thinking that you have with this new level so there may be some limitations up there okay. that we have to tackle so i will say that there will always be a time in your life especially if you are leveling up that you will need a coach and you will need support but with regard to The level of support that I gave in the beginning, I would not feel like a success if people were hanging on to me. Um, I would feel more like an enabler.
0: I got you. Yeah, I want you to
1: be empowered. So that's another reason why. I always uh, stress the fact that coaching is not giving advice. If mm-hmm. I give you advice, you're going to need me forever. Right. But if I challenge your critical thinking abilities where you feel empowered now to trust your own decision making and do what's best for you because mm-hmm. only you know that. Right. Only you have the everything that we believe has been shaped by our own personal experiences. Mm-hmm. We have our own self-perception, our own worldview. And I would limit you if I gave you the advice that would work for me. Mm-hmm. Because we're going in two different directions also. Right. So if I just challenge you to learn how to think for yourself in the best way, now you don't need my advice. Mm-hmm. You'll trust that wherever your mind takes you will be the best option
0: for yourself and you'll have that confidence. hmm Because everything you need is within you. That's it. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) I like that, though. I I like that you are helping people feel more empowered to, like you said, think for themselves and not like, okay, hold my hand. Like, let's go through this whole life because you have your own stuff that you have to go through and deal with on a daily. And especially working with so many clients, I feel like that would be so overwhelming to literally have to, like, like I said, hold people's hand throughout. Yeah. The whole from now until 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 <laughs> until exactly that's
1: that's just not effective. I want and also you, we have to think about it like this too. I actually said this yesterday because uh, last year during quarantine when I had leased an office space, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my little story, but I had leased an office space and quarantine only took one client. Like oh, spent no. all this money paid for it for months and. The Holy Spirit gave me the vision, like, scale your impact. I'm mm-hmm. like, sir, first of
0: all... <laughs> I'm trying to 14, figure out this office space situation. I just situation. Spent this money. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know what you're talking about. But <laughs> the thing is, if I don't empower you, then it stops at you. Mm-hmm. And... My job is not just to help you. Everything that we learn, everything that we gain, you're supposed to be able to give it to someone else. Mm -hmm. So if you're just constantly coming to me, then the impact stops right there. Yeah. But if I put you in a position where you now have tools that you can pass on to someone else that I may never meet, then that's how the world changes. And this... Work will change the world, Mm -hmm. and I can't reach everybody. Yeah. But if I can help a client who now is communicating better with their spouse, communicating better at their job, and other people are taking heed to that difference uh, because they understand that it's effective, Mm -hmm. then that's how the world
0: changes. Yeah. I like it. You're doing the good work. Thank you. (laughs) How does one know when it's time to consult with a life coach?
1: oh my gosh are you living then yes (laughs) are you breathing then yes i always ask uh well i'll say this first there's so Mm -hmm. many coaching is a non-regulated industry Mm -hmm. so everyone has their own niche uh and everyone offers something different Mm -hmm. how people know that they want to work with my team specifically um Do you have untapped potential? Do you feel like there's another level that you can reach in your life or do you feel like you're done? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if the answer is yes, come on over to Defro Records, (laughs) take the coaching (laughs) quiz, get a free consultation (laughs) with my team, and we will get you together. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, now how many people are on your team?
1: I currently have three coaches that are active and Two coaches in training. Okay. I have some coaches on the wait list, but I don't have the bandwidth to train them Mm -hmm. right Come on, wait list. And um, (laughs) yes. So Life Coach University is coming too if you're interested in getting certified. Uh, But yes, I currently have three active coaches and two that are in training that will be coming out in like 10 more weeks. My training is very extensive.
0: Okay. That's, I mean... I feel like that's good (laughs) and that's necessary because you don't want to have a life coach that didn't go through training. These are
1: people's lives. Yes. And I'm about to get a little real quick because for people that do not have techniques training, Mm -hmm. life coaching is an art. It's a real art. And if you get into it, man, it will change your life Mm -hmm. in the way that you're able to help other people. So when I see people, you know, just slap life coach into their bio, I I don't, I never address it because I'm all about like positivity. Mm -hmm. Um, But also I'm going to talk more about it when it comes to Life Coach University because I'm all about continued education. Mm -hmm. I'm all about really making sure that, we're doing the work so that we can be effective. Yeah. I do not just want to call myself a life coach because it's a cute name and, right. I, you know, it doesn't require any effort or any investment because I've invested quite a bit mm-hmm. into the training that I've received um, and the certifications that I've received to be able to support people mm-hmm. in the best way. And there will be more. There will be more. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that, like, I'm just thinking of somebody going to a life coach and, Asking them for advice or something. They'd be like, girl, I don't know. Like, I would be, it I would be all done. It, but but the, the saddest part is that you
1: go to a life coach and you ask for advice and they give you advice. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: guess what? Now you got to come back to get more advice. Yeah. But if you actually come to a life coach that actually has techniques training, they're going to allow you to tap into a deeper capacity within yourself where you can do more in your life. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah is advice is limiting
0: <laughs> so is it like so i had um someone that's a dietitian mm-hmm. come on and she was saying how in michigan you don't have to i guess because of the way that it's regulated you don't necessarily have to like have any certification yeah. or training so it's the same way like people could just, life
1: coaching you do not you can literally wake up tomorrow and say hmm, i'm a life coach that's so crazy
0: even even I had somebody on recently, too, she does, she makes, like, CBD oil, mm-hmm. and that's also not regulated. So if tomorrow you decide you want to change your career path and make yeah. CBD oils, you could literally just put some olive oil in a bottle, mm-hmm. label it as CBD, and sell it to people. 100%. That's nuts. It is. <laughs> now,
1: now, I'll say, like, to some degree, it's... It, It's cool Mm because it gives people an opportunity, people that may not have otherwise had an opportunity. But I think that we each have a responsibility to other people. If you're saying you're a life coach, Mm -hmm. you have a responsibility to people. So I am not going to have somebody else's trust and not do what is necessary, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, to be able to really support them. It's not... It's integrity, people. right? Yes. It's not regulated, but have integrity. <laughs> yes.
0: And again, I, I that is something that I have to constantly remind myself because I'm like, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Everybody does a thing. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. And I have to always like come back to reality. Like, yeah. Evan, everybody don't have morals That's or it. integrity. That's it. <laughs> or you know, compassion. Like some right? people literally crazy. Just, yes. Some people wake up and be like, okay. Yeah, the scamming starts. That's... Scamming starts at ten thirty. Starts... <laughs> like after I have my breakfast, the scamming would right. Be in. What is your approach with your clients? Are you more of a tough love person, or are you more like it's okay? We can, we're gonna work on this Like, do you take a more gentle approach?
1: I personally think I take a more gentle approach. Okay.
0: <laughs> but
1: I have been called the cutthroat coach. Okay. uh I am not like Ion mm-hmm. When people think life coaching, they think like Eyola, right? Child. And Eon was <laughs> like, you need to get it together. <laughs> and um don't make me
0: laugh. I <laughs> do not talk to my clients that way.
1: <laughs> so something that, you know, I, I am not cutthroat. I am just generally in my natural life a very direct person Mm -hmm. and i love you so much that i'm not going to allow you to accept less than your best Mm -hmm. you deserve better for yourself so i am direct and i if you are going to put one foot in front of the other i am going to help to push you Mm -hmm outside of your comfort zone it's gonna get uncomfortable you're gonna be vulnerable Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to work I will call you out if you're like oh this isn't working which it it doesn't happen often because what what people will say I've I've had experiences where people say man I was having just such a tough week and I'm like Man, I'm just falling off the wagon. And then I realized I didn't do my growth challenge. I'm like, okay, cool. As long as you have that realization <laughs> the last seven days. Because right. I was going to tell you if you do the work. Because, <laughs> And that's why I always say, like, there's a 100% guarantee. Mm-hmm. There, I can say with confidence, there's a 100% guarantee because you do the work, not me. Right. So if you show up for yourself, you're going to get results. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. Yeah. So I would say that I have a balance. But
0: so we need to ask the client. You gotta ask the people, okay? You
1: gotta ask the
0: people. (laughs) I think though sometimes it's necessary to have both. Yeah, as I'm, I'm someone that is pretty sensitive most times. But I think I need, and it, and depending on who is coming from, right? So if it's somebody that I just recently met yeah. and they're trying to be that way i'm like uh hold on yeah yeah no <laughs> i'm just sure. getting to know you but yeah. if it's like a family member or like a friend yeah. that has been around for a long time then i feel like i'm more receptive of it that way because i'm always like okay well, yeah they just want to see me like you know be my best or yeah. do well and i think i have a little bit of mix too when i'm like helping people because yeah. i You know, if I see you doing something, like, the first couple times, I'll be like, okay, well, why don't we try this? Or how are you feeling when you... But then if I see you keep doing the same thing over and over again... Exactly. I'm like, okay, now we need to have a talk. Yeah, (laughs) and and there's an
1: art. Mm -hmm. There's an art to how you speak to people. Mm -hmm. So I know that, you know, I've had people call me cutthroat coach, but I am always a professional. And let me tell you, many of my clients will tell you, like... We be loving each other mm-hmm. at the end. Like it'd be like, I love you. Right. i say I love you when I get the call. But I always, even though they may even think we're buddies at the time, we're cooling. Mm-hmm. I'm always still a professional because you're paying me, and I do not take it lightly, right. That you're trusting me to you're you're investing in this process. Mm-hmm. So although I'm being cool with you right now, we laughing, we having a good time, I'm never off. Yeah. I never forget the fact that I am a professional. You are my client and I am your coach. So although we are having a good time, I do not cross the line of it, of, of just forgetting the fact that I'm still listening for the limitations so that we can move you past that. Mm-hmm.
0: Now I have another question. Mm -hmm. Do you take on your friends as clients or is that kind of like a line that you're like, I will refer you to one of my other coaches, but maybe not me.
1: It's funny. uh, One of my, (laughs) one of my clients, uh, I just finished working with while he is dynamic, he's Mm -hmm. a dynamic leader. And, um, he was trying to work with me so tough. And I was like, you should work with charisma. I'm like, she's dynamic. She's ICF (laughs) certified. Like I'm telling you, she's good. He's like, no, he's like, I want to work with you because I trust you. And I was like, all right. (laughs) And when I tell you he was one of the, one of my favorite clients Mm -hmm. I've ever worked with because I've never seen someone commit to themselves in the way that he did. Um, he took it there. Like okay. he showed up fearlessly. He was so courageous. Um. He got the most out of his experience because he showed up for himself 1000%. And okay. that's what gets me like fired up. Mm-hmm. Um. So even though I was trying to push him away. <laughs> so, but, but the main thing was because I even made this clear in the beginning that yes, we are friends. We have a rapport. You are showing up as client. I am showing up as coach. Okay. And we never crossed that line in that 60 minutes. Okay. Never, never got too personal. Mm -hmm. I checked my reservations, my judgments at the door. I never acted like, oh, well, I already know you. Right. I always asked questions. I was always inquisitive as though I knew nothing. Okay. uh, Because that really allowed me. Because the funny thing is, you can be cool with someone, but until you start to ask those deeper Mm -hmm. questions and they're vulnerable. You really don't know that person. Yeah. So because we both showed up prepared for the experience, it didn't matter that he was my friend. Um, I typically do not work with friends, but if you are willing to show up and check everything at the door, we both show up here, client, coach, then yeah, I'd love to support you. Okay.
0: Okay. So you're also a certified, okay, tell me if it's wrong, because when I was Googling, I was getting two different things. Um, linguistic programming, Mm -hmm. or is it natural? Neuro. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. Um, So that stands for NLP, people. Yes. (laughs) Um, So can you talk about the process to get certified as an NLP practitioner and how you utilize those skills with the work that you do?
1: Okay, I actually did um, an online class for that. Mm -hmm. First off, I'm never doing an online class again in my life. (laughs) Let me tell (laughs)
0: y'all.
1: It's it's not my ministry. It's hard. It is not my ministry. Yeah. It was like four
0: months. It's not my ministry. Yeah. How often did you have to log on?
1: I didn't even have rules. So that was even harder. It was just a free for all. Yeah. It was Um, a free
0: for all. So I was like. Yeah. Where's the motive? I. Commitment
1: planning. Because I was like, this is never going to get done. Yeah. But it was absolutely amazing um but you said you said what was the process and then what was the next thing
0: um how do you utilize those skills in your um, work
1: okay so look le- neurolinguistic programming is, is is essentially listening to language mm-hmm. um observing and that is telling of uh, the beliefs that the person is okay. having the subconscious mind what's going on in the subconscious mind because subconscious dictates 95% of our decision making mm-hmm. So what I do to understand what's going on in your subconscious is I monitor the way that you behave. Mm -hmm. I listen to the things that you say. So I always tell my clients, when you work with me, you're going to speak differently when we're done. You're going to respond differently to challenges because what we're doing when we're focusing on shifting those paradigms is we're essentially going into the subconscious, cultivating a healthy relationship there because that's the thing that's running the show. Right. Right. So what's happening is most people are our subconscious is processing things all day long mm-hmm. and we're not even giving it information to, right? So if we're not being intentional about kind of um fostering like like cultivating the space that we want it to be like there, we're just going to be like puppets on a string. Okay. You know? So I I mean that's one of the biggest parts of my work because I'm having conversations. So the way that I find the limitations is not my asking you. uh, One of the the philosophies in my work is don't believe the client. Okay. (laughs) So what that means is many people will tell you things that they don't even realize is not the truth. Okay. They believe it to be true. And that belief is dictating their decision. Something as simple as, oh... I'll talk about my contractor client yesterday. Mm-hmm. He he gives me a run for my money, okay? he is like, we be butt But he loves to say it's hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I don't like to do this. I don't like to do that because it's hard. And I always say, did you hear yourself? Like, I understand that in normal conversation, that's like nothing for people. Mm-hmm. When I hear you say it's hard, that's a belief. That belief is actually stopping you from taking action. And what it's doing is everything that you say out of your mouth is you telling your subconscious mind how you want to behave. Okay. So if you tell it, so if you say things like it's hard, what does the subconscious mind do? It looks for the obstacles. Mm-hmm. If you say that it's easy, it starts to look for the path of least resistance on your behalf. Okay. So what we do is I listen to that language. I tell you what you're saying. Now you have a heightened awareness to it. So you can start to shift that language and that language shifting that is how you actually alter your behaviors okay does that make sense
0: it does okay maybe i'll try that when i'm working out because the whole time i'm exercising i'm like it's hard yes. I, go?
1: <laughs> I tell people all the time when they're struggling with their diet i say what are you saying to yourself because no one says i want to go home yep they, they just say <laughs> go like, to the gym the eat right no what are you telling yourself mm-hmm. that is extremely important when I started my fitness journey last year I threw away all my food mm-hmm. and my sister and I we were actually my, my older sister and I, we were supposed to start the journey together and she said to me on the phone I mean it's going to be hard but I said no it's not it's going to be easy <laughs> she said no you're being unrealistic I said it's going to be easy you're being unrealistic I lost 25 pounds in three months mm-hmm. and now I'm like a uh, uh, Fitness mania. (laughs) But I, although to some people that sounds like you're being unrealistic, but no, I tell my brain how to think. Mm -hmm. I tell, and, and also when people are experiencing depression and anxiety, and although there could be some chemical imbalances, oftentimes it's the way that we're thinking your emotion is directly tied to how you think. Mm -hmm. So your emotion at the gym, you're telling yourself it's hard. So you're Feeling like it's hard. Yeah, I'll be ready
0: to go. <laughs> I know. I'm trying. I'm going to try that when I go next week. I'm going to be like, this is this mm-hmm. is fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and even if you don't feel like it's working, still do it. Okay. That's the key. It okay. feels a little funny. It's like, yeah. this is kind of like goofy. But, but
0: keep going. Keep trying. That's okay.
1: it. Think mm-hmm. about all the other practices and thinking that you have. You just said it's hard. With
0: work. You say that. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, I love, I love working. <laughs> I <don't laughs> I'll know. try that tomorrow. I'm going to try that tomorrow. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I should be on like a six month vacation at all times. Oh my gosh. What are you working yeah. on? <laughs> so are you accepting new clients at this time or are books closed for now?
1: Okay. I can take on two more clients and, okay. uh, After I fill two more clients, my September books will be closed Mm -hmm. because I do not have the bandwidth for any more, but I have a whole team. I have LaDaysha Jackson. Mm -hmm. She is our faith and healing coach she helps people to restore their faith by healing from past hurts and she is also a licensed therapist we also have charisma who is also a licensed therapist Mm -hmm. and she focuses on personal strategy so being able to see your goals without obstacles and then we have tiara who is our confidence coach and she is going to help you to pretty much get it together okay, so that you can su- succeed within your relationships, your career. Um, so I am not available. Mm-hmm. Um, after two, I got two <laughs> more spots, okay. y'all. Okay, One to? Two more spots. Um, but my team is on deck and ready to support you.
0: Okay, and then do your books open up every month? Or does no, it? No. Okay.
1: Um, because sometimes they could be full for a couple months. Okay. And sometimes, you know, they're open, you know, for a few months. So it just depends on if I max out my bandwidth. And it's interesting because it's not always the same. Okay. Uh, some months I can take more than others, but I do have quite a bit going on right now because mm-hmm. I'm preparing for Life Coach University soon or within the next few months. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. I cannot yes. take everybody oh, and yeah, yeah. plan for this
0: and train the team and mm-hmm. train my coaches and like yeah. yeah. So yeah, realizing that you can't always do it all is oh, a, it's very humbling. <laughs>
1: it is because you want to.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh! I mean, super women.
0: I know. It's like, <laughs> please chill. Like you need to factor in time for sleeping and right? you know, time for eating and time for just sitting. But it's yes. it's hard to do sometimes because you're always like, got to go, go, go. I got to get this done. Got to. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying 100%. to unlearn.
1: That. Yes. It, and definitely. I love that you touched on that. Uh, I was listening to John Maxwell podcast the other day. I'm a John Maxwell certified coach, too. <laughs> uh, I was listening to John, to John Maxwell's podcast and he said um, leaders you know, do these things. And one of the things that really, like, penetrated, because I never heard anyone say this, Mm -hmm. was leaders, because he was talking about what leaders set aside
0: time to do. Okay.
1: And one of those things was leaders set aside time to think.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I don't have designated time to think.
0: Yeah, I don't either.
1: That's like a luxury, (laughs) right? It seems like it. (laughs) Yeah. But when he said that, I actually created time to think the next day. And I just breathe Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking. Yeah. I was like, this is like kind of uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought that that, like, I love to hear those kinds of things because we're always in this do mode. Do, 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 do. Mm -hmm. But if I give myself that time to think, I'll find ways to create more time so that I don't always have to do. Right. You know, my, my brain starts to work and create strategies and streamline things that I'm, you know, spending way more time on. Mm -hmm. So, I thought that that was extremely powerful and I hope someone takes some time to think yeah. this week.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try. I feel like I have moments where when I'm not doing something, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that guilt starts to sit in like, mm-hmm. oh girl, well you said you was going to screw up floor today. Yeah. You said you were going to, and it's like, okay. Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. And it's. <laughs> okay. Yes. Right?
1: And don't say try say I'm going to prioritize the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Thank you. See we're like because your brain starts to look you, you see how mm-hmm. your brain actually did something different. Right. When you say I'm going to prioritize the time. Now your brain starts to look for ways. Mm-hmm. But if you say try that's kind of like this vague. Idea of like
0: right. maybe y'all do. It. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe right? I will. We'll play by ear. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about your book. Yes, you. guys, I was so lucky enough to get a copy today. Yes, um, but it's called the Balance Book. So it's a twenty-one day journey of guided meditation and motivation to help others achieve balance. So, what does balance look like for you? And what can people expect when they pick up a copy of your book? Okay, I like the win.
1: See, that <laughs>
0: language, I'm always listening to you know?
1: that wind. <laughs> uh, so thank you. Uh,
0: so the balance book, I'm going to take a sip of water, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Because we about to get into it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to open the book right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So I can take a look. So, oh, and she signed it, period.
1: Yes. So what balance means for me, uh, it's actually kind of clickbait. Mm -hmm. (laughs) because everyone wants balance, right? You hear people say all the time, especially women, Mm -hmm. because I feel like we have even more responsibility. I I mean, I don't have kids and a husband, but I don't know. We're just natural nurturers Mm -hmm. and we always are doing more (laughs) than we should.
0: Yes,
1: (laughs) (laughs) But um, balance is actually just being able to be more present. Mm -hmm. And if I can be right here, right now, and maximize this moment that is going to effectively guide me to the next moment mm-hmm. and the balance takes care of itself. So while uh, we're trying to create this perfect schedule and this perfect, you know, to do list and, you know, have all our aces in the right places. Like I'll see all my friends on this time and I'll go to work at this time and then I'll mop the floor. would you say? At yeah, this time? I know. <laughs> you know that that would be ideal. But the reality is that life is like, constant pivoting Mm -hmm. things are changing faster than we can hardly keep up with and if I am so rigid in this schedule that I've created for myself then when things go off course I cannot I'm off balance but if the balance is something that's happening within me then nothing can really take that away right Mm -hmm. so the balance book is actually a journey of you being able to Cultivate that healthier relationship within yourself by asking the right questions. What do I need right
0: now?
1: Do I even need to mop the floor today? The
0: answer has been no for a long time. (laughs) Can that just happen tomorrow? You know? If I told you how long I have been telling myself to do this, you'd be like, <laughs> you need to do it today. No judgment. No judgment. Okay?
1: But the answer has been now, no. Now, if we're looking for you, we're going to be like, oh, she's stuck to the kitchen okay? floor. Okay.
0: So I've been creating that balance. You would be very proud of me, okay? Because I've been creating that balance for... Some weeks now. (laughs)
1: She is stuck to the floor. (laughs) Somebody go get her. (laughs) But yeah, the balance really takes care of itself. If you can be more present Mm -hmm. right here, right now, um, and maximize this moment, then everything else tends to fall in place. Yeah.
0: I like that. I'm excited to dive in. Yes.
1: I actually just started reading it again myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, people keep telling me this is such a good book. <laughs> and I haven't read it in a couple of years. Let me check this out. <laughs> so when did
0: you publish the book?
1: I published it last year. Okay. uh, And I started writing it in 2018. So last year was the last time I read it, like, Mm -hmm. in the final editing stages. So I never actually read it.
0: Oh, wow. Since it's
1: been published. Now, do you feel
0: like... Oh, I just said this. Do you feel like you didn't read it because I already knew it. Like, they're my words. I know what I wrote. Okay.
1: Well, well, I'll say this. I did read it a little bit in December because I Mm -hmm. did, like, a virtual book club. I read it a little little bit. But... (laughs) But... Funny thing is, I've been feeling like I need a little balance. Okay. So I picked it up the other day because uh, it was Wednesday night. I was like wired, right? Mm-hmm. I was like wired. And when I got home, I was like, do you realize that when you woke up this morning, you never stopped moving mm-hmm. the whole day? So I had to do like breathing exercises the entire night until I went to sleep because I was
0: why? okay
1: and the next morning i was like i'm gonna read that book <laughs> is helping people <laughs> let me
0: see what i said <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah i didn't read it because i cringe i mean i see every typo okay like listen y'all look don't look for them now but <laughs> i'm gonna just i'm gonna just take y'all word for it. y'all keep saying it's good <laughs> but i did start reading it the other day and i was it was actually good but i was like Oh, there's typos—they're killing
0: me. <laughs> yes, we are our own biggest critics, and
1: yes,
0: like trying to give yourself more grace sometimes, it, especially when it's something like yeah. physical that other people can see. Yeah, and it's after the fact. It's like, well, I can't do anything about this I now, know. unless you go to every person that has a copy and be like, "Can I?" Can I'm going two point oh, right? <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm going no, no. <laughs> but if they said it's good then it's good and it's published and it's beautiful so it's a good
1: book thank you thank you yes
0: (laughs) what has been your proudest moment whether it was with a client or something that you achieved personally in your career thus far
1: oh my gosh i'm emotional because i've had so many
0: it's okay if you cry i've had a couple Um, people cry on here look at you you proud that's you proud (laughs) yes oprah okay (laughs) oprah (laughs) Oh. Ah. we don't have no tissue. I oh, not tissue plan there. on crying
1: today. <laughs> um, can I share too? Yeah. Um, one I had a client say to me the other day. This just happened so I'll tell the most recent. Mm-hmm.
0: The
1: the one is um uh, I was talking to a client the other day. It was her last session. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she shared that she, she was just saying like, "You helped me see me," you know, and I know what that feels like. Like, I know what that feels like. That's a big part of the reason why I do this work, because mm-hmm. I resonate with the people that I'm sitting in front of. I I mean, I went through an experience last year, and, and this may be why it touched me so much, too. I went through an experience last year that I bulldozed through. Nobody knew. Okay. You know, I went through a heartbreak, um, but it was very traumatic. It was a very traumatic mm-hmm. heartbreak. And during that time, I was questioning everything about myself. Every single thing about myself. And so when she shared that with me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I know what it feels like to have that cloudiness gone. To just be like, oh my gosh, like I'm pretty dope Mm -hmm. under here, you know, I couldn't even see it. So that was a really proud moment because what it what it was kind of like full circle for me to see her in that moment and know like I was in that moment. But because I pressed through It was more like, I pressed through for you. I pressed through for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I didn't have my clients to show up for, because it was like an accountability thing. Like, I got people to show up for today. You know, so I'm going to just go ahead and check my feelings. I cry when I get home. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I pressed through for her. And to know that she came out of that cloudiness is just, I couldn't ask for anything more, to be honest. Um, It's just always a reminder of why... I have to put one foot in front of the other, even though I'm like, God, you still yeah. don't want me to keep doing this because <laughs> everything you said ain't happened yet. <laughs> but um, and then the second moment is um probably my team's wins. When my team wins, um at any capacity, like it's anything that they share with me that you know, something they've done to impact another person's life that always makes me so proud Mm -hmm. because it's like, yo, like this is really coming together. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so the fact that they believe in me so much, the fact that they believe in this, not me, they believe in the vision. They believe in a vision that God gave me because although they trust me, only I can see the vision. Mm -hmm. They just believe the, in the best way that I'm articulating it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, Having my team makes me so proud, and just any client I work with, I mean, I have endless stories of, because of you, you know, mm-hmm.
0: so that, that makes me proud. You didn't cry, so i know, you you did. Did
1: it. Oh, you just did. being a professional, you know, <laughs> pulling it together, it's an art.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit?
1: Oh my gosh, girl, you wanna talk <laughs> about
0: dating or well, I don't think we got the time. Um <laughs> No, we don't need to we don't need to give them any play. Okay, it. this is this is an empowering. Yes, show. yes. Okay, okay, so tell me, can you explain to me yes. what damsel means? So the reason why like I felt so okay, I'll like do a little rewind. So I started Damsel in Detroit, which was basically, like, my lifestyle vlog okay. 2016. So, post-college, I'm sitting up here jobless. I'm like, I have nothing. Like, <laughs> I can't. You're looking at other people, like, go off into their careers and yeah. do things related to their major. I did not. Mm-hmm. So, because I did journalism and fashion design and decided to come back here, there just really was not a market for, like, what I saw. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, for myself at that time. And I was like, I'm going to just start blogging about this. So, I was asleep. Woke up one day and I was like, oh, damsel in Detroit. Like, that's such a cute little thing. So, it was pretty much just about me being myself, trying to figure it out, but just showing up as Evan fully all the time. And so, then I had the idea to do the podcast because I'm like, there are other damsels in Detroit. Like, I feel like this is so... Broad, like it's not just yeah. me because I know so many other women that are in the city that are like doing their own thing that really just want to empower themselves and their communities. So that's yeah. pretty much what it is. Just women just showing up for themselves, showing up for other people yeah. in the best way that they know how.
1: I love that. So, yeah. man,
0: <laughs> so showing up
1: for people in the best way that I know how. Yeah. Um, What does that mean for me? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, number one, it's really just, like, I'm a vessel being used by God Mm -hmm. in every single moment. So, really, I mean, there's so many opportunities to just, like, give love. I always say, like, one thing that helps me the most in my work is that I really just love people. Mm -hmm. Like, I was the girl in school talking, talking too much. She's (laughs) smart, but she just won't shut up. Like, I love people. (laughs) Dang, back off. Uh, (laughs) But... I mean, honestly, it could be my smile one day. It could be my big old hug. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, my words of empowerment. Uh, You know, the push that I give. Whatever that is, um, it's always different for each person because everyone needs something different. Right. Um, But the most important thing is seeing people enough to know that they need something. Mm -hmm. And that if you're in the moment with them, that you got it to give, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm never lacking anything. I actually had a situation, I'll share, this is funny. So I had a situation not long ago, uh, actually this past month, I was going through a really, really challenging month uh, with some news that I had gotten. And um, I was like, really, really like crying a lot. Like nobody knew I was crying Mm -hmm. a lot. And um I had a neighbor text me at 5 a.m. Like, can you pray for me? And I was like, I put my phone down, like, no, God, God you got me messed up. Like, I'm, can you pray for I'm me? No. For me right now. I am not have time for this. And I literally put my phone to the side. And then I was like, <sighs> So I picked it back up and I said to God, I was like mad. I was like, all right, God. <laughs> <laughs> but what I started to say was uh, your strength is made perfect in my weakness. Mm-hmm. So if you trust me to show up in this moment for her, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And I called her and she ain't answering I was like, Woo! And I just prayed oh, for <laughs> <laughs> but but it's those moments. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always about what my business can do. Right. You know, it's it's those moments of just being able to be a light and mm-hmm. be fun and be an example of um of authenticity. Like I didn't always use my real voice because I was faking it. I didn't always say what I wanted to say because I was faking it. I was afraid that people would leave me. I was afraid that people would reject me, Mm -hmm. wouldn't accept me. But when I really started to step into who I was and I was like, whatever comes with it, I'll take it. Whatever leaves, goodbye. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to be that example for other people to know, like, you can be bold. You can be yourself. And there are people designed to love you, to care for you. And then the other people can go. Yeah, So I hope I just answered. I'm like all over the no, place. No, you did. That's it. <laughs> that
0: was a good answer. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and lastly, where can people stay connected with you? On social media. Um, actually,
1: anywhere. Laneige mm-hmm. Angelina. I mean, it's going to be like Oprah. You're going to be able to just find it. <laughs> so you type L. Just, but uh, Laneige Angelina on all social media platforms. Uh, visit my website. Um Visit my company page, Rise Coaching. If you need a coach, if you're interested in coaching, if you are like, I kind of might be interested in coaching, but I need to learn a little bit more, please complete our free coaching quiz. Our team would love to support you, kick it with you, get to know you, but yeah, follow me, connect with me. I'm friendly, but don't be too friendly.
0: Right. Friendly Friendly with limits.
1: Friendly with limits, (laughs) on boundaries. Yes. Okay. So, yes.
0: Thank you. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed listening. Laneysia, thanks for coming. Thank you. Um, I learned a lot, so I'm sure other people will learn. I
1: too. appreciate it. Thank you so, so much for having me. Like, you are a gem. I think we were supposed to connect, Thank like, a while you. back. I think
0: so, too. Um,
1: I don't even remember what it was for. I but- don't either.
0: It might have been this, but it might have been... Last year.
1: During quarantine, maybe. And I think,
0: I can't remember if it was, like, right before lockdown. I think so. I think it was. I think so. So, COVID, again, just came through and ruined everything.
1: But up the spot. I'm all
0: about timing. So yes. if it didn't happen then, it was supposed to happen now. I agree.
1: Um, well, thank yeah. you for sharing me with your audience. Of
0: um, as always, guys, thanks for listening. I want you to remember that Detroit girls do it better, and we'll be back next week. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> oh my.